Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, so you guys are going to be so shocked to discover that we are doing another Twitter Files episode. I know you guys might be getting really bored with these. I understand if you are. I know it's like a lot of information to take in, and sometimes you just are overwhelmed with everything, and you know you don't really want to have to go over it all. And you and you already knew. A lot of us already knew that this was happening behind the scenes. And if you didn't know, then it can be even more overwhelming. But I do think that all of this is just so important and that's why I am so dedicated to just getting these all out to you guys and um, you know just in a way that you can listen to it rather than read through it all and then an easier way for you guys to share it around with your friends and family if they like listening more than reading through it all themselves too it just really is very very important um, to understand it all and by the way happy new year Um, and I already wished you guys Merry Christmas but Merry Christmas if you didn't hear me on the last episode say that too and I've just you know been with my family a lot even a lot of people in my family like haven't read through all of the Twitter files you know um, so I just I feel like a lot of people don't really want to have to sift through all of the information but it is very important information to sift through and that is why I am continuing to sift through it all so I hope that you guys find this helpful and I hope you know that it is something that you can share around so that more people can understand just how closely government agencies are working with social media platforms to really censor the information that makes them look bad um, and to put forth narratives that they like. And I just think that it's a very slippery slope and we need to pay very close attention to it so that we don't, you know, fall into this propaganda state that has all of the control over what we can and can't see and what we can and can't think and therefore what we can and can't do. Um, I said it multiple times on numerous of these episodes uh, talking about the Twitter files, but if they rob you of free thought, then they have robbed you of free will because you are not educated enough to, to make a decision that is true to who you are and what you believe. And communists lie by omission all the time. They love doing that because if you, if they are in the dark, then they can get away with a lot of things. And so you just need to be aware of the psychological manipulation that goes into Marxism and communism and socialism. And again, these are all the same thing at different stages. Marxism is the ideology. Socialism's only real purpose is communism. And communism is just total control over a group of people who are completely enslaved. And again, you just don't have free thought or free will. And you just don't want that. It is is definitely unbiblical. And um, God is actually, I think a lot of people get confused. God is very much for free will. Um, He wants you to be able to make your own decisions. You have to answer for those, but he wants you to be able to make your own decisions in this life. And so it just becomes a a real theological problem as well as a political problem when they are censoring the information that you need to have access to. And again, we've covered it already, but they censored the Hunter Biden story. I was kicked off of Facebook and Instagram for sharing that and um, some pictures of Hunter Biden being a pedophile. So it's, it's a, it's an effort to, um, 
to conceal evil. Um, they're very out in the open about a lot of the evil stuff that they're doing. But when it gets to a point where they're looking bad, they have no problem covering that up and making sure that they have full control of the narrative. And so that's what we're going to see in the Twitter files. Six part six is what we're on today. Um, and we're going to see more of that on this episode. So I hope you all are ready for more anger. I'm actually pretty calm. I was pretty angry on the other episodes, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> I guess I'm calming down. I'm not like becoming more accepting of this, but I, I really am just trying to maintain a level of composure with all of the evil that the left is putting forth into the world. I'm trying to remain calm, cool and collected. Um, so that I hope will help you guys get through this episode. Cause sometimes I listen back to myself and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you sounded so angry. Um, and I am angry, but we have to remember to hold on to the peace that we have in Christ. And we just know again, how this ends. And so there's really no need to, to get too overwhelmed. It's easy to get overwhelmed, but reading the Bible every day has really helped me as well. So I definitely recommend that y'all do that. And without further ado, we're going to get into Twitter files part six. Before we get into everything, I'm going to remind you guys about The Chosen, which is a TV series about Jesus's life that you can get on an app and you can cast it to your TV, watch it on your phone or your tablet, whatever device you like. Um, it's just a really good show about Jesus's life. And I think a lot of the times, sometimes when people are reading the Bible, they're just not, for some reason, getting a full picture of Jesus's life. And I think sometimes it's good to just watch, you know, a well done series about Jesus's life, which this is the only one that I really think exists. I've watched a lot of them, but I think this one's just really, really well done. Um, it takes a little tiny bit of time to get into it. That's just me being honest. It took me a little tiny bit to get into it. And then I was really into it. And it's like a really good TV series about Jesus's life. And it really immerses you in the time period. And you kind of just feel like you're there experiencing it all. And I just think it brings it all a little bit more to life. Um, it's not a substitute for reading your Bible, but it is something that's good to do along the way as you're reading it, um, especially the New Testament. So if y'all want to that out. I will have a link below for you to check out The Chosen. They're on a new season and it's really exciting. It's really fun and I really like it. So yeah. Let's get into the Twitter files part six, shall we? Okay, so this is, we're back to Matt to EB and he has another thread. Thread the Twitter files part six, Twitter the FBI subsidiary. Um, the Twitter files are revealing more every day about how the government collects, analyzes, and flags your social media content. Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive as if it were a subsidiary. Between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between the FBI and former Twitter trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Remember Yoel Roth, you guys? He's our fun um, head of the Twitter trust and safety department who also was putting out pedophilic tweets and he's just a really slimy dude. So between 
between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between the FBI and Yul Roth. So some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chan wishing Roth a happy new year, along with a reminder to attend, quote unquote, our quarterly call next week. Others are requests for information and to Twitter users related to active investigations. But a surprisingly high number are requests by the FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. The FBI's social media focused task force known as FTIF created in the wake of the 2016 election swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. Federal intelligence and law enforcement reach into Twitter included the Department of Homeland Security, which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content, to pressure Twitter to moderate content. Interesting. Um, It's no secret the government analyzes bulk data for all sorts of purposes, everything from tracking terror suspects to making economic forecasts. The Twitter files show something new. Agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points pre-flagged for moderation. Um, Pre-flagged for moderation. Um, What stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are aggregated from public hotlines. And there's a screenshot from FBI El Paso that says Election Day protocol for FBI headquarters is to stand up a national um, election command post, which provides a centralized location for assessing election-related threats. Status reports and complaints are tracked. Have a tip. Send it to tips.fbi.gov or, and then the number 915-832-5000. And then they had a graphic with this, protect your voice, protect your vote, um, with the FBI's little seal, their little logo. Um, An unanswered question, do agencies like FBI and DHS do in-house flagging work themselves or farm it out? Quote, unquote, you have to prove to me that inside the effing government, you can do any kind of massive data or AI search, end quote, says one former intelligence officer. Quote, unquote, hello, Twitter contacts. The master canine quality of the FBI's relationship to Twitter comes through in this November 2022 email in which, quote, unquote, FBI San Francisco is notifying you it wants action on four accounts. It wants action on four accounts. So let's look at this. This is a screenshot. um, And it says, hello, Twitter contacts. FBI San Francisco is notifying you of the below accounts, which may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service um, for any action or inaction deemed appropriate within Twitter policy. And then they tag the accounts at, um, what is this? Jonathan one Wade. Um, from MA, there's another one at Madden pissed off um, at Malt Thomas. And then they said, best regards, Fred FBI SF San Francisco. Um, San Francisco just sucks. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. California sucks. San Francisco sucks. And I just I just wanted to say that. So uh, 
this is from an FBI guy in San Francisco is sending Twitter these accounts that he doesn't like. And he wants he's it's so weird. He's saying, hey, Twitter, I just wanted to let you know that I don't like these accounts. You should check them out because I'm pretty sure that they go against your rules. Um, you might want to check it out. It's just weird. Um, and it's not normal. Um, so then Twitter personnel in that case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts, including at Frama, F-R-O-M-M-A, whose tweets are almost all jokes. See sample below, including his quote-unquote civic misinformation of November 8th. So we're going to look at these. There's some more screenshots. So from Twitter.com, subject re-election related potential um, violations. Date November 10th, 2022. Some of this is like redacted and hard to read. So the emails are redacted. But it says, thanks, Patrick. I've escalated to get for um, a first pass. So then FBI folks, there's on Thursday, November 10th, 2022 at 6.03 p.m. Um, FBI folks, I've reviewed this already from the TD perspective and suspended three of the accounts for multi-account abuse, multi-account abuse, and ban evasion violations. Um, Rodrigo, could you please review at from MA for possible civic misinformation or direct uh, to the appropriate part of GET for their review? Thanks, Patrick. Um, so let's see what the other one says. There's another screenshot. Oh, this is a screenshot from the comedian man who posted a lot of jokes. He said uh, this is like an example of one of the things that he would post. His little name on here was clowns to the left of me jokers to the right um is what he had his name as on twitter i guess at the time that he was suspended but on one of his posts he said proposed container ship if there's a worldwide recession um and then there was like it's like a little boat with um like <laughs> like a little container to put all of your things in it's just like a funny little joke so i guess they took him down because he was funny um you can't make jokes. You can't make jokes about the recession, I guess, is what the FBI said. Um, and then here's another one that Matt TB shared from this funny man that they banned, funny man that they banned. Um, so he said in a post, I want to remind Republicans to vote tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. So the FBI didn't like him and they said, hey, Twitter, hey, Twitter, can you? like look and see if there's any reason to ban these people because we just don't like them um it's interesting that they're coming after like the funny people now it's it's not enough that you're just hitting like <laughs> you're just hitting the keywords that they don't want you to hit and then they're banning you they're coming after actual like jokester people and you know what i love the jokesters on the internet do not do anything to them like they make life bearable life is very stressful and especially now and so like we need the funny people we need the funny men. Just why would F the FBI like come after like the funny men? I, I just, this is so weird. Okay, back to the thread. So just to show the FBI can be hyper intrusive in both directions, they also asked Twitter to review a blue leaning account for a different joke, except here it was even more obvious that at Claire Foster PhD, who kids a lot, was kidding. Um, so let's look at these uh, email exchanges again. Hello, Twitter contact. 
facts. FBI San Francisco is notifying you of the below account activities, which may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms and service, uh, terms of service, excuse me, for any action or inaction deemed appropriate within Twitter policy. Thank you, Catherine. Um, and then there's two bullet points. Twitter post by user at Brian underscore Wade display name Ultra MAGA stating the following, quote unquote, Americans vote today, Democrats, you vote Wednesday 9th. The tweet was posted on uh, November 8th, 2022 at 2.10 a.m. Central Time. Twitter account Claire Foster at Claire Foster PhD claimed in her post that she is a ballot counter in her state and an additional post states, quote unquote, for every negative comment on this post, I'm adding another vote for the Democrats, end quote. And if you're not wearing a mask, I'm not counting your vote is another thing she said. And then this is signed private sector engagement squad, FBI, San Francisco. Um, so that's interesting. They were banning jokesters on both sides. Uh, I wonder if it was just to like make it look like, oh, look, we're not like we ban everybody. We ban everybody. So it's equal banning. Um, but yeah, it's like from my standpoint and from everybody's standpoint, it should be that you want everybody to have the right to have a sense of humor. You want both sides to be able to say whatever they want to say. Um, the side that's trying to squash the voices of the other side is never the right side of history. And it's so ironic to me that it's always these people who are always talking about like, oh, we're going to be on. I have to be on the right side of history as if you're going to be in the history books anyway, most of you. And I'm talking about these leftists who are always screeching about being on the right side. of it. Like, do they think that uh, they're going to be in the history books? Like, I'm just wondering the amount of ego that has to go into the whole concept of being on the right side of history. I understand you want to do the right thing, especially if you're, you know, a religious person, a spiritual person, a person who believes in God, then you want to do the right thing. You want to be moral. You want to, you know, make society a better place by, um, you know, doing the right thing. But I don't understand how the side that continuously does the wrong thing is always talking about being on the right side of history, one. And then two, I don't understand how they, I mean, I get it because the left is super into the whole self-love, selfishness movement of just being selfish. But how, like, there's just the level of ego that goes into all of that um, is astonishing. And maybe, maybe focus all of that selfish energy on giving to others and worshiping God and focusing on morality which, um, you know, selfishness doesn't fall into. So anyway, um, we're going to read through what Dr. Foster, this other, this person on the left, that they were also trying to ban what she said. This is her post that Matt Taibbi shared. So from Dr. Foster wave emoji, um, which is her, what her name was. She said, I'm a ballot counter in my state. If you're not wearing a mask, I am not counting your vote. Hashtag safety first. Clearly that's a joke, you know, like that's kind of fun to me and she's a leftist but yeah I think that some of the stuff that the left says if they're making jokes sometimes I think they're funny like I'm allowed to think that they're funny sometimes that's like a funny joke um, and then Dr. Foster also said for every negative comment on this post I'm adding another vote for the Democrats um, 
like, this is kind of funny. It's like, why are y'all trying to take these people down? Unless, unless this was like an account, like a mock account. There's a lot of people on the right who will make these mock accounts of like leftists and like they'll impersonate sort of, sometimes it's like fake people. Sometimes they'll like use people's pictures and like, you know, make like these mock accounts and then put out all this stuff acting as if they are leftists when it's actually right leaning people running the accounts. I still think it's funny though. It's like, it's still funny. Don't take it down. Um, so anyway, we are moving on in the thread. Anyone who cannot discern obvious satire from reality has no place making decisions for others or working for the feds. Um, that is another thing that at Claire Foster PhD said when told about the flagging, um, and I agree. So back to the thread of the six accounts mentioned in the previous two emails, all but two at Claire Foster PhD and at from Ma uh, were suspended. So in an internal email from November 5th, 2022, the FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the San Francisco field office a long list of accounts that quote unquote may warrant additional action. So there's another screenshot of this email interaction from Redacted sent Sunday, November 6th. It looks like it's Redacted 2022. Um, and then subject request for coordination with Twitter. And then here is the bulk of the email. A-S-A-C Chan. The National Election Command Post N-E-C-P is requesting assistance from San Francisco regarding Coordination with Twitter, specifically NECP, has been made aware of tweets by certain accounts that may warrant additional action due to the accounts being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election. Specifically, NECP is requesting the following. One, coordination between SF and Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified below have violated Twitter's terms of service and may be subject any actions uh, deemed appropriate by Twitter to the issuance of of preservation letters regarding the accounts identified below in order to preserve subscriber information and content information pending the issuance of legal process. Three, any location information associated with the accounts that Twitter will voluntarily provide to aid the FBI in assigning any follow-up deemed necessary to the appropriate FBI field office. Um, and then they sent them a whole bunch of accounts to look at at Twitter accounts, they said in bold and underlined. And then they did one through 25 accounts. And I'm just going to read these through. Dartful, and these are all ats, at Dartful Codger, at Dr. Andrew Jackson, at Dan Durius, um, at 2020 underscore MTB, at GN Gary 13, at RSB Network. I used to work with them. That is so rude. They come, they, the FBI coming for all these accounts is just wild. At David Cloy at Ron Smith four nine three three six nine six nine at um, a Scott Honey Cut at the Armo Gidship at David Cloy at Lexi Tallo at uh, Tiboran eleven at Wise Frog fifty seven handles are sometimes really funny um, at HFS Boat. TR5 at Chris West at Trump 2017. Some more numbers at CAG 2020 at Tiberius at Billy Baldwin, Chris Fig, Michael P. 
Brett Barker, Brett, yeah, Barker, uh, E.P. All and Warren in Toronto. So sorry if that was like a lot, but I just wanted to read through those because it may be important. Um, also, if they're like back on, if they were banned back on, you know, you can find them. Um, so anyway, so then they end the email by saying, please let us know if you need additional information to process this request by replying all to this email. Thanks, Michael. Um, it's just interesting to me. And then at the top, you can see they took the emails out, but and like those are redacted, like the first part of the email, but you can still see that it's at FBI.gov, the, you know, suffix of their email addresses. So it is like actually coming from the FBI and it's just so weird that they're sending this and they're like, and these aren't even, you know, I mean, not to sound rude, but you can tell that these are just like, you know, kind of basic accounts on the, on the internet. And they're, you know, except for our, be um network that's a really good account that y'all should follow that's like a news and they've grown a lot they're doing a lot of good things but it's like all all of these other ones it's like they're not even they don't even seem like a big threat to me like you know and so but the, the fbi is still going after them because they're saying something wrong and it's a threat to i guess democracy for people to have free speech and to have a voice uh so they're saying hey check these out the fbi which is supposed to protect us um is is censoring its own citizens and telling these big tech social media companies to take them down to and you know that that's what they mean they say hey look this over look these look these accounts over but what they really mean is we don't agree with these accounts we do not like what they are putting out and so therefore you twitter should delete them remove them we don't like them um and imagine getting emails like that from the fbi i mean just being a person that works for a company and i worked for a company before i started all my own companies but you know in a position of being a person in a working condition where you're at a company you get these emails from the fbi FBI. Maybe you're younger, maybe you're not, but it's the FBI and they're sending you an email and they're telling you, hey, it's so threatening. But they're like, hey, we don't like these people and you shouldn't like these people either. And like, you should really delete them or we would hate to have to delete you. Um, like, IRL, like in real life, like it's very threatening what the FBI was doing. Um, to to do all of this um you know just imagine getting that email sitting at twitter.com just as like you know a person right out of college working at twitter and you're like oh okay okay fbi i will look into these accounts like you and th and they know that they were wanting to have them deleted and that is why a lot of them were probably i mean we blame twitter a lot of the time for all of this but the fbi was pressuring them the fb freaking i so it, the a lot of the responsibility for how twitter you know has been acting i feel like does rest on the government and specifically right now on this episode the fbi for really threatening them and coercing them to do things that were really antithetical to promoting an actual true democracy. And they are always talking about democracy, democracy. Well, it is not democracy to silence people and to remove people and to threaten social media companies into deleting people that you dislike. The FBI is literally gone rogue and we're going to have to fix this ASAP as possible to quote Michael Scott, because this is just a huge problem. It is a huge problem, but I'm not going to go 
on too much of a rant because that was just one screenshot of one email and we're going to go back to the thread. Um, so we are back to the thread. Agent Chan passed the list on to his quote unquote Twitter folks. And so there's another screenshot on Sunday, November 6, 2022 at 9, 10 p.m. Elvis Chan at FBI.gov wrote Twitter folks. Uh, please see below list of Twitter accounts, which we believe are violating your terms of service by disseminating false information about the time, place, or manner of the upcoming elections. Let us know if you decide to take any actions against these accounts based on our tipper to you. Also, let us know if we need to issue a preservation letter as we intend to serve legal process for these accounts. Thanks for your consideration. Regards. Elvis. Elvis M. Chan. Um, this is his signature on the email. Assistant Special Agent in Charge, FBI San Francisco, Cyber Branch, and then his work cell email pronouns he, him, his. Of course, he has pronouns. All of the people who have pronouns are leftist dweebs. Okay, there's not another way to put it. Everybody who uses pronouns in their signatures or just forces their pronouns upon other people um, is a dweeb, is a leftist dweeb. And that is just the fact of the matter. And the fact that people are, think that we care, like we, that your name is Elvis. Like we know you're a he, him, his, like you don't need to tell us Mr. FBI special agent in charge, assistant special agent in charge, excuse me. Um, so this guy is clearly annoying and he was threatening Twitter to, to do this. He was basically saying, Hey, these people are posting misinformation. You better take them down. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry, Elvis. His name is Elvis. And y'all know I went to school in Oxford, Mississippi and Tupelo, Mississippi is where Elvis Presley is from. And so that is a, that is something to know. Everybody probably already knew that. We're going back to the thread because we are not going to get off topic, not too much. But it is weird. It is weird what um, the FBI was doing. Um, and honestly, the he, him, his gives away that they're like, that the FBI is like a leftist little fraternity. Um, you know, it's like a pronouns, he, him, his. Okay. <laughs> Tell us you're in the leftist cultural cult without telling us that you're in the leftist cultural cult. You are annoying. So I do not like Elvis. Let's go on with the thread. Twitter then replied with its list of actions taken. Note mercy shown to actor Billy Baldwin. Um, so there's another screenshot from Patrick Conian um, sent Tuesday, November 8th, 2022 at 941 a.m. to Chan Elvis in San Francisco FBI. Um, CC, he CC'd Yol Roth and then a bunch of redacted people, a bunch of redacted people with at fbi.gov email addresses and then the subject was external email social network re-request for coordination with twitter hi elvis they said thank you for your patience as our team assessed the accounts that you flagged we've completed our review and taken the following actions on some of the accounts permanently suspended for policy violations ban evasion platform manipulation excessive misinformation strikes and then they 
they did bullet points of the accounts that they did this to to Gian Gary um, thirteen at Wise Frog fifty seven at EP um, uh, E Paul excuse me nine at twenty twenty underscore MTB at Chris West five six seven at Trump two zero one seven eight four seven seven nine one at Brett Barker twenty two. So again, these are just like accounts that you wouldn't even like. The fact that the FBI was so worried about them is just you know why is frog 57 fbi like were you really concerned about why frog 57 that's weird um and then they went on in this email they said temporarily suspended for spam behaviors at david cloy um and then they said had tweets bounced for civic misinformation policy violations and then they tagged um a bunch of those accounts so then they said in regards to your question about a preservation letter it is a good way to ensure that the data hasn't been purged from our systems before legal process if filed and processed. Externally, the contact for submitting those is the same. And then they said, thank you. And that was from Patrick, who wrote that email. Back to the thread. Many of the above accounts were satirical in nature, nearly all, with the exceptions of Baldwin and at RSB Network, were relatively low engagement and some were suspended most with a generic thanks Twitter letter. Um, So like I said, these weren't like, you know, RSB network has like a really big following and I'm pretty sure they do. They, they grew really, really quickly, but most of those accounts probably didn't. So it's just kind of interesting that, you know, they were going after these smaller, you know, funny man accounts, you know, people just trying to express themselves on the internet. And the FBI was like, Whoa, there, Whoa, that is too far too far and they were like no you gotta go um so then there's a screenshot of all of these accounts that were account suspended accounts suspended um a bunch of these accounts that they were suspending except that a lot of the you know leftist leaning ones were not suspended the ones that were saying you know vote blue they stayed um all gender restroom they stayed drag queen story hour people uh you know lgbt Q plus a million ABCD EFG community. They stayed. And then there's a screenshot. Uh, uh, it has like a Twitter logo. So it's from Twitter. Hello. We're writing to let you know that we have reviewed your appeal and your account features will remain locked or limited for the allotted time or pending completion of the assigned tasks due to violations of the Twitter rules. Attempted voter suppression, including attempted voter intimidation or providing false information about voting or registering to vote or any unlawful activity is prohibited under our rules. You can review these guidelines at, and then they link to the Twitter guidelines. Thanks Twitter. Um, so I guess that's what they sent to everybody that they banned for the FBI who coerced them into doing this. Um, again, you're not going to get an email from the FBI telling you to do these things and then just be like, Oh, you know, if I don't do this, it'll be fine. Um, the FBI was scaring Twitter into doing this. So it's just, it's very, very bad for our country. Okay. It's very bad for our country. And it's just, 
it's almost like to me, because they were such low follower, you know, kind of inconsequential accounts, no offense to these people. I'm sure they're lovely people, but they're just, they, a lot of them were just joking. And it just seems like the San Francisco FBI assistant agent to the whatever he, he, him, whatever his pronouns were. Um, it seems like he was just sitting there in his office bored and he was like, you know, I need a power high. So why don't I just message twitter.com and say, you know, it seems like he was like going through Twitter, he found these accounts that he didn't like or tweets that he didn't like by these people. He put a list of their names together um, and sent them to Twitter and was like, hey, can y'all take these down? Like, it just seems like he was a bored San Francisco FBI agent in a, you know, whatever they work in situation. And then he got bored and he did this and just for no reason at all, because these were just not you know, big accounts. So it just doesn't make any sense to even go after them. Like you shouldn't go after them at all, but it's almost just like a total waste of life. And it seems like he was just bored and needed to have his ego stroked in some way. And so he threatened Twitter to take these accounts down. Um, communists are the weakest men on the face of the planet. If you cannot get people to follow you um, because they want to, and you're having to force them to, then you are a weak, ballless man and you should really work on your self-esteem so that you can become a type of leader that people would actually want to follow if that's what you're into. Um, a lot of people who should be leading never do lead because they never feel good enough to do that. Humble people would be the best leaders in the world. But and I've been saying that more recently, you need to encourage like the humble people in your community to run for office because they really would do the best job. Um, but I don't want to go on a whole rabbit trail. We're going to go back to the thread. Um, when told of the FBI flag Lexi Toller replied, quote unquote, my thoughts initially include one, seems like prima facie 1A violation, two, holy cow, me an account with the reach of an amoeba, three, what else are they looking at? Um, and then the thread says, quote unquote, I can't believe the FBI is policing jokes on Twitter. That's crazy, uh, said to, uh, at Tiberius444. Uh, my thoughts exactly. The thread says in a letter to former deputy general counsel and former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker on September 16th 2022 legal exec Astasia Cardill outlines results from her quote-unquote soon-to-be weekly meeting with DHS DOJ FBI and the office of the director of national intelligence so we have a very long screenshot to go over this is from Stasia Stasia I don't know S-T-A-C-I-A Stasia, I guess, Cardill, C-A-R-D-I-L-L-E. Um, and then it says elections work Wednesday, September 16th to Jim Baker. And it says, please see below for a summary of elections related work I completed today, Wednesday, September 16th. One, government industry sync. I participated in our monthly, soon to be weekly, 90 minute meeting with FBI, DOJ, DHS, ODNI, and industry peers on election threat. A few items to note. And then there's a one, two, three, four, five list of bullet points. First one says foreign adversaries are amplifying themes being advanced by domestic actors to undermine the legitimacy of the election. USG specifically referenced vote by mail. Two, I explicitly asked if there were any impediments with the ability of the government to share classified information or other relevant information with industry. Uh, FBI was adamant that no impediments 
reference to information sharing exist. Three, I asked if USG was tracking foreign threats related to non-presidential races. Long silence. The government is not tracking foreign interference or threats related to down-ballot races. Uh, Four, DHS has created a chart of key dates in the election process at the state level. They are confirming information with the states this week and should get a summary chart of key dates next week. Five, policy, or she says at policy, tweeted about the meeting without legal review as the only Twitter representative to speak. I raised my disappointment and the lack of my involvement directly to policy comms. It was a missed opportunity to document some key points of the meeting from our perspective. Those were the bullet points, and I just listed them in number format, but there's another, there's a whole another bigger, um, uh, she had a bigger list going on. So the one was government industry sync. Those were sub sub of that. And now we're in the two project Heron. I met with legal trust and safety and public policy stakeholders to discuss an intervention under consideration regarding labeling election results. I raised concerns about feasibility and I relayed firsthand experience with news media mistakes during a challenging primary season. I separately met with Sam and Matt to discuss worst case scenario planning. I will meet with them again tomorrow on the project. Three of the bigger of the bigger things, civic integrity labeling enforcement on our expanded civic integrity policy begins tomorrow, Thursday, September 17th. I provided feedback on a scenario planning document that includes imp- uh, approving the language of the labels. I also reviewed a moment that will link to vote by mail claims, uh, consulted with outside counsel on the inclusion of one tweet and provided content related advice to the curation team for account security upgrades. On Thursday, September 17th, over 2,300 high-risk politician and journalist accounts will be prompted to upgrade their security settings. See description from yesterday. I reviewed and approved, one, the comms plan, and two, the email to external stakeholders. I also told public policy of the 14 accounts that needed additional attention due to missing email addresses. Five, board update. I worked closely with Matthew on additional edits to the board narrative and the accompanying chart. Six, escalations. I handled the following escalations. And then there's one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bullet points that we get to go over. One responded to DHS regarding information they provided on a Facebook operation. We found no analogous activity. Two worked with Angela to try to get this terrible impersonation account spewing 9-11 conspiracy theories, impersonating a DCCC staffer whose dad died on 9-11, pending three flagged a specific tweet on Illinois use of modems to transit uh, election results in potential violation of the civic integrity policy, except they do use that tech in limited circumstances. Um, Interesting. So even if like something is true, they're saying, well, we'll just pretend it's not true. We'll pretend it's not true to ban the account for you, FBI. Um, And then let's see, one, two, three, four bullet point for scheduling meeting with OH secretary of state media director five working with at gov to ensure we handle the verification of the OH Ohio speaker of the house six follow up on Dubuque County verification request with Lisa seven solicited additional information from Yol on product functionality and limitations around retweeting labeled content so we can explain to DNC so we can explain to DNC um, okay a 
great. Lincoln Project is not pleased their video was labeled under SAMM. Bridget is driving that interaction. Nine allow listed at Don Winslow and at Springsteen. Um, and then the seven of the bigger points, policy comms, in addition to the comms work on the security upgrades. I And then the screenshot ends. Let me go see if he uploaded another one. No, there's not another one, but we're back to the thread. And it says the Twitter exec writes, she explicitly asked if there were impediments to the sharing of classified information, quote unquote, with industry. The answer, quote unquote, FBI was adamant, no impediments to sharing exist. Um, so this passage underscores the unique one big happy family vibe between Twitter and the FBI. With what other firm would the FBI blithely agree to, quote unquote, no impediments to classified information? Um, at the bottom of that letter, she lists a series of escalations apparently raised at the meeting, which were already, quote unquote, handled. About once she writes, quote unquote, flagged a specific tweet on Illinois' use of modems to transit election results in possible violation of the civic integrity policy, except that they do use that tech in limited circumstances. Another internal letter from January 2021 shows Twitter execs processing an FBI list of, quote unquote, possible violative content tweets um and then there's another screenshot from you uh unified escalations ue at twitter.com subject gyra ue49841 report by the fbi on possible violative content date january 5th 2021 um at 2 26 p.m to u.s elections escalations at twitter.com um and it says you have been added as a participant you can track your ticket here and then there's a link description. Hi, GET support. Please see these tweets reported by the FBI as possible violations of our policies. And then they link to a whole bunch of these tweets. And I'm just going to look for, you can do the twitter.com slash. There's twitter.com slash from comet book nerd 64. Um, there's two tweets from him that they wanted to look at uh, from lone lone reindeer something uh and then pilf pilf 2880728 status they wanted to get that checked out um y'all these accounts that they were having them look at were just you can tell that these were not like you know i mean they're legit accounts but it's not like accounts that were even a threat but the fbi was like check these accounts it's just it's so so weird to me um and then there's one me's please two from that person and bmwy uh well bmw yates um so again, it's just like these weird, obscure accounts that the FBI is having Twitter look at. Back to the thread. Here too, most tweets contain the same quote unquote, get out there and vote Wednesday trope and had low engagement. This is what the FBI spends its time on. My question is like, how, like we, the, they're spending, the FBI is spending all of their time on these like low engagement tweets that they want taken down instead of like figuring out about the, you know, global child sex traffic ring, like the episode like black book list of names of people who abuse children on Epstein's Island. Can we have that? Like, why are they like, why are they spending their time doing this? We have a problem with the FBI, you guys. 
Oh gosh, this is a big mess. I'm, I was going to try to stay calm, cool, and collected for this episode, but you know, we're getting a little angry now. We're getting a little angry now. Um, the, it's just, it's wild that this is what they spend their time on, but there's a screenshot of uh, one of these tweets that they had issues with, um, from Susan United We Stand. Susan Red Heart United We Stand. She sounds dangerous, right? We should be afraid of her, not of any of Epstein's people, but we should be afraid of susan hart united we stand that she's scary i'm i'm very afraid um so she put out a tweet that says so cuomo wants to imprison suspected covid carriers force vaccinations without due process question mark things power hungry madmen would do and then she tags donald trump she tagged melania um and then she shared a screenshot of this happening and then b8 says this is our future guy if the Dems get full control. If you are in Georgia, you better vote Wednesday. So the FBI couldn't have that. They couldn't have they couldn't have that. So they instead tried to erase these people's voices. Y'all, it's a big problem when your government agencies are trying to like rip your vocal cords out so that you don't have a voice anymore. And that is what they are trying to do. That is now proven that that is what they are actually doing. Um, don't think they're not actually doing this still with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all the rest. They are. They are. Where are all of those files is what I've been asking everybody. I want all of the social media platform files. I want to see them all. I want to see because it's not just Twitter. This is just the tip of a very deep and very big iceberg that is going to I mean, I, I feel like more people should be shocked by this than are. So I don't know if all of that came out of people would be as shocked as I think that they should be. But it is all very vital information that we do need to have. And so I just, you know, come on, Meta, come on, man, like do the right thing, do the right thing, Zuckerberg, put it all out. I hope more follow in Elon's footsteps. Like, I hope that people can recognize that this is so wrong. Like, I hope that people understand that this is immoral and this is atrocious and, and it is robbing people of their voices and their free will. You cannot just silence your enemy. If you, if you have to silence your opposition, then your ideas are probably trash cans. Like you probably have terrible ideas if you can't defend them or you don't understand your ideas enough to defend them. And so you just want to silence your enemy or you just know that you're wrong. And so you're going to squash all, um, all opposition that is moral and that is more logical because you don't want people to hear the truth. And that is exactly what the FBI has done here. Um, this should absolutely infuriate absolutely everyone. Like everybody should be really, really mad. But we're back to the thread. In this March 2021 email, an FBI liaison thanks a senior Twitter exec for the chance to speak to quote unquote you and the team, then delivers a packet of quote unquote products. So there's a screenshot of this email from a redacted FBI dot uh, at FBI.gov date Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021 at 1138 AM subject DSAC products three out of one to Stasia Cardiel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but that is just that is just her name. So the email says, Hi, Stasia. It was great speaking with you and the team at Twitter last week. I wanted to flag a few products that were released today and earlier in the week that may be of assistance to Twitter. Let us know if you have any questions. Kindly redacted. Um, and then we have, we're back to the thread, the executive circulates the quote-unquote products, which are really DH 
NHS bulletins stressing the need for greater collaboration between law enforcement and quote unquote private sector partners, um, which I guess is what they consider Twitter, a private sector partner. Um, So from Stasia Cardiel, subject forward DSAC products, three out of one, March 3rd, 2021 at 846 a.m. to Yol Roth, Patrick, Konyan, Jim Baker, and then the rest are redacted. Um, But the email says, please see the products the FBI Office of Public Sector just provided to us. Please feel free to share with your teams. Um, Three bullet points. You Russian malign influence, use of permissive social media platforms. The second bullet point, UFOUO, a heightened domestic violent extremist threat to persist in 2021. That sounds extreme. Um, and then three, you Iranian influence efforts primarily use online tools to target U.S. audiences remain easily detectable for now. That's interesting. Iranian influence efforts. Iranian influence. Uh, this is actually really shocking to me because of all of the things that are going on in Iran right now, how the women are taking off their hijabs and they are really just like, you know, saying, Hey, we've had enough of Sharia law. Um, and we just don't like the misogyny and y'all raping us and like forcing us to marry off our daughters when they're like two. Um, so it's interesting that it's, this is one of the points that's in these emails because they, uh, the FBI was telling Twitter that, Hey, we want to focus on Iran. Iranian influence efforts primarily use online tools to target U.S. audiences and to remain easily detectable for now. So that's actually really concerning because they have been trying to make it seem like the Iranian women are in the wrong. Um, and the fact that they wanted to be able to, to detect like what we're saying about Iran. I have been one of the few American people who has been telling you guys the truth about Iran and what's going on over there and how all of the people on the left here who are always talking about, well, we want separation of church and state. Well, Islam doesn't believe in that. And Islam believes in Sharia law. And Sharia law is extremely misogynistic and it is extremely tyrannical and it is extremely evil. And the women in Iran have had it. But the fact that the FBI wanted to control how we in America were thinking about the Iranian revolution. And it really is a revolution over there. Y'all really need to pay attention to what's going on over there. I mean, that's real feminism. They're actually doing epic stuff and trying to get these tyrants off their backs, literally, because they're raping them. Um, But it's just really shocking. This is a really important thing that I hope that everybody really pays attention to because they were, they were preparing for this is what it seems like to me, because this was an email from March 3rd, 2021. And then we have all of the Iran stuff happening now. And they were um, just, this is, I'm going to read it one more time. Iranian influence efforts primarily use um, online tools to target us audiences remain easily detectable for now. Um, Interesting. We're going to move on. Um, I need to do an episode about what's going on in Iran. I'm going to try to have a reporter come on the show to talk to you guys because I, you know, I don't know everything about everything. I have uh, a lot of opinions about a lot of things. I don't know everything about everything. I've told you guys that, but I want to have like a reporter who's covering the stuff that's going on in Iran to just tell us what's going on from her firsthand experience and maybe, you know, the firsthand experience of some of the women that she's interviewed over there. But I do feel very strongly about supporting the Iranian women who are brave enough 
enough to do this. And I don't know if y'all knew, but Iran used to be Persia and the women there used to not be oppressed and they used to wear, you know, nice, normal female clothing and they used to not have to cover their faces because the men couldn't control themselves and they used to be free. So it's just interesting how much damage Sharia law can really do. But I pointed that out on Twitter and I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Pakistani, I got a, I got an email from Twitter um, that said, Hey, Hey Jenny, that the Pakistani law enforcement hates you is basically what this email said. The Pakistani law enforcement had reported one of my tweets talking about how toxic and atrocious Sharia law is and how, you know, Islam is just a trash religion. And I'm sorry, but that's just how I really feel about it. And you guys can have your opinions or not. I've tried to get Muslims to come talk on my podcast and, and tell us, you know, if there's anything good about the religion, I'm open to listening. I'm open to, to like discussing the Quran, which I've read, um, and Sharia law and to really, you know, discuss the, the immorality of the religion and to, I'm open to talking about it, but no Muslims will come talk on my show about how Islam is a good religion. They refuse to do it. They won't do it. They will attack me for attacking their religion, but they won't defend their religion. And I can only assume that's because it's indefensible. Um, and it is, to be honest, it is, it is indefensible what they believe. Um, I don't want anything to happen to Muslims, anything bad to happen to them. I'm praying for everybody in the world to have a change of heart and to, you know, really give their lives to Jesus Christ and to be, you know, loving and caring and adore life. Islam is, um, it's kind of like a death cult. No, no, well, you know, offense, full offense actually, but you know, I still don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. And, but Islam is doing a lot of bad things to women in Iran. Um, and anyway, the Pakistani law enforcement, their Sharia law in Pakistan, they, they reported my tweet, Twitter reached out to me. They were like, we're not doing anything because we believe in free speech. Um, but just so you know, the Pakistani law enforcement is like, they don't like you. Um, because I, I told the truth about Islam and I actually do have a, um, he was a Muslim, but he's no longer a Muslim. Now he's a Christian, but he has agreed to come on my podcast and we're going to discuss, you know, he, he basically was like, you hit the nail on the head. This is why I had to leave the religion. Um, you know, when I woke up, I really, really woke up and he's going to come talk about how he converted away from Islam. So we're, I'm really excited to have him come on, but none of the actual people who are actually Muslims right now agreed to come on. And I was like, really like begging. I was like, please, I really, really, really want to see if there's any way you can defend your religion. Um, but again, I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I really hope that everybody has a change of heart. I want to see as many of your guys' beautiful faces in heaven as is like possible. And, um, you know, it, it makes me really sad that people can be so misguided and so misled and allow themselves to fall into the trap of all of that. But, um, you know, so basically my point with all of this is that I think it's interesting that the FBI was telling them to, you know, control the messaging about, um, you know, what about Iran. So anyway, we're going back to the thread now, uh, the ubiquity of the 2016 Russian interference story as stated pretext for building out the censorship machine can't be overstated. It's analogous to how 9-11 inspired the expansion 
of the security state. So then there's a screenshot of this and it is, it says unclassified for official use only from the U S department of Homeland security office of intelligence and analysis intelligence in brief um, dated the 3rd of March, 2021. And it says foreign influence, Russian malign influence use of permissive social media platforms. Um, It says we assess that Russian malign influence probably will increasingly use U.S. social media platforms that offer more permissive operating environments. We base this assessment on the reduced effectiveness of Russian influence operations on established U.S. social media platforms and current Russian proxy activity on these growing U.S. platforms. Our assessment also is based on the assumption that Russian malign influences see operational advantages and sites with a less active effort to ban false information offensive language and inauthentic behavior what is inauthentic behavior anyway um they i just noticed a typo in this official report um it was between on and the and they added an extra space and that was just to point out the incompetence of government you know it's just like get it right don't have typos in your official documents can you just these are the people that y'all think are flawless anyway back to the thread while the dhs and its quote-unquote products pans quote-unquote permissive social media for offering quote-unquote operational advantages to Russians, it also explains that the quote-unquote domestic violent extremist threat requires addressing quote-unquote information gaps. Um, There's a screenshot of this, so it says information gaps and challenges associated with the individualized nature of radicalization could be partially mitigated with increased collaboration between law enforcement, terrorism prevention efforts, and private sector partners, i.e. Twitter. We judge these partnerships would improve our ability to detect changes in DVE trends and provide early warnings of potential attacks. Well, the attack is coming from the government. It's not coming from us and it's not coming from anyone else right now. It is coming from the government. Our government is attacking us. And that is what is happening. And a lot of people won't tell you all that. Um, let's see. Back to the thread. FBI in one case sent over so many quote unquote possible violative content reports that Twitter personnel congratulated each other and Slack for the quote unquote monumental undertaking of reviewing them. Um, So that just speaks to the quantity that the FBI was sending over to them, I guess, from all of these inconsequential accounts. And that's not to say that these people weren't, you know, worthwhile people worthy of people and, you know, people that God loves. It was, it was just, these were like accounts that were getting a lot of engagement and like, why is the FBI spending all of its time monitoring them? Um, So there's a screenshot from the, these Slack exchanges redacted says anyone need help reviewing the tweets forwarded in FBI report on possible violative content. And then redacted says plus one, we can help on SI. Um, and then we're back to the thread. There were multiple points of entry into Twitter uh, for government flagged reports. This letter from agent Chan to Roth references teleporter, a platform through which Twitter could receive reports from the FBI. There's a screenshot of this from Yul Roth subject re more information sharing date October 16th 2020 at 1 53 p 
M to Chan Elvis M San Francisco FBI um, CC Yule Roth. So it says received. And then on Friday, October 16th, 2020 at 140, 40, 40, That's not a time at 1:44 PM. Chan Elvis M San Francisco FBI wrote Twitter folks. I just caught something hot off the presses today. Please be on the lookout for a teleporter message from me with two documents to download. Thanks. Regards, Elvis. And then his signature with his little he, he, him, he, 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 I'm a little girl. Here are my pronouns because I'm stupid. Um, I think the pronouns are so stupid. Sorry. Um, okay. So then there's a little note at the bottom, bottom of the email that says this communication contains neither recommendations nor conclusions of the FBI. It is the property of the FBI and is loaned to your agency it, and its contents or attachments are not to be distributed outside your agency. Well, too late for that, I guess, because we all have access to this now. Y'all were caught. Y'all were caught red-handed, blue-handed Democrats. Um, okay, so we're back to the thread. Reports also came from different agencies. Here, an employee recommends, quote-unquote, bouncing content based on evidence from DHS, etc. So then Redacted says, resharing this as it doesn't look like they were actioned yesterday. Given the evidence we received from DHS, etc., I'd lean towards batting, B-A-D-ing, the URL and bouncing the videos, to be honest, given the accusations, but quote-unquote relatively low visibility. Um, is batting just like you bad? Bad account. Bad! You will be banned because you were a bad account. I don't know, y'all. I'm, I'm getting a little tired, but we're getting through this. Look at us go. So back to the thread. State governments also flagged content. Um, Twitter, for instance, uh, received reports via the Partner Support Portal, an outlet created by the Center for Internet Security, a partner organization to the DHS. Quote, unquote, why was no action taken? Below Twitter execs receiving an alert from California officials by way of quote-unquote our partner support portal debate whether to act on a trump tweet so there's more screenshots of this we're gonna zoom in because this is really small writing um so redacted says relevant ac's 15004 all these numbers re-public observation from our voting law compliance handbook jurisdictions count ballots through a detailed process in ec 15100 um at sec hey team the at CASOS vote reported a and then linked to this SOS.California.gov elections, publications, and resources, um, voting law compliance handbook, um, and said that uh, by Donald Trump, I have pasted their ask below. They are requesting feedback on the tweet and why Twitter didn't take any action. Ballots, uh, this is quote unquote, ballots on California are only counted by local election officials in an open and transparent process. This tweet undermines voters' confidence that their votes will be fairly and properly counted. Please see relevant election codes, relevant ECs, 150041510415, 
360 Republic observation from our voting law compliance handbook. Then there is a link to the California governor elections publications and resources voting law compliance handbook. Um, California Gov elections. This is just a really long URL and I'm not really interested in reading all of it. They said, I would like to watch how ballots get counted on election night to see how it works. Is this process open to the public? Please contact your county elections official to ask if there are COVID-19 specific instructions related to election uh, elections observers. Yes, the entire process from the opening of the vote by mail ballot envelopes to the counting of ballots on election night is open to the public. Elections codes 15004 um, and then 15104. Contact your local election official for more information on observing the process on election night. Additionally, to test the accuracy of the counting machines prior to the official certification of election results, each county election official must conduct a public manual count of the ballots cast in 1% of the precincts or a two-part public manual count. The ballots counted are chosen at random by the election official elections code 15360. Relevant ACs 15101 recounties as entities who county. Jurisdictions count ballots through a detailed process in uh, EC 15100. Okay. Um, and then Redacted says, to clarify, is there ask um, for Twitter to review or to explain why no action was taken upon a previous review? Redacted says, why no action was taken? This report came in through our partner support channel. Oh, portal, excuse me. The the partner support portal. That's what they were calling their collusion. Um, so then Donald Trump, the tweet that they were talking about in that exchange was from this Donald Trump tweet where he said California hired a pure sleepy Joe Democrat firm to count and quote unquote harvest votes. No way Republicans get a fair shake. Lawyers get started. GOP leader California is in big trouble. Vote Trump and watch the greatest comeback of them all. Also, New York and Illinois go for it. Back to the thread here, a video was reported by the Election Integrity Project EIP at Stanford, apparently on the strength of information from the Center for Internet Security, CIS. There's another screenshot redacted said this is a very long and legal heavy video, but essentially it claims that PA election workers open the inner envelopes on ballots before election day and called people to correct their ballots prior to election day. According to CIS, escalated via EIP. The video misrepresents one Pennsylvania law to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision and three the affidavits shown in the video details in the thread. Thoughts on how to handle this one? Question mark. And then they link to the tweet and then redacted says on Friday, November 13th, 2020 um, details from CIS. The law doesn't prohibit curing. It prohibits curing prior to 7A on election day. The author misrepresents this by stating that the officials can't contact voters, whereas they can't do so until pre-canvassing starts. The author misrepresents the PASC decision by stating voters are not forbid from curing ballots. PASC, no, excuse me, PASC, there are a lot of acronyms here, simply stated the law didn't require officials to offer an opportunity to cure. 
on the affidavits, these folks were contacted about having an opportunity to cure a ballot, and none of the examples do the affidavits state that the election official called them and said the voter specific ballot needed curing. The author of the video misrepresented this and claimed otherwise. Um, back to the thread. If that's confusing, it's because the CIS is a DHS contractor, describes itself as quote unquote partners with the cyber and internet security agency CISA at the DHS. Now there's screenshot reporting misinformation to the EIISAC. If you spot misinformation or disinformation about your election jurisdiction on social media, you can submit it to the Election Infrastructure Information Sharing and Analysis Center, EIISAC. We'll work with the platforms and other partners to get it addressed. What to report? Anything on social media that's about your jurisdiction pertains to the administration or security of the 2020 general election and is false. Examples include, but aren't limited to, dates of the election, mail ballot rules, information on ballots, polling place status, and election reporting procedures. How to report it? Send an email to misinformation at CISE uh, or CISE security.org copy others in your organization or state whom should also see the information such as your chief state election official include the following information a screenshot of the social media post and if possible the url your name role jurisdiction an official email address a description of why this is misinformation this it doesn't and then it cuts off um and then it goes to what will happen after the eiisac receives your email we will one verify the information we ensure you are a verified election official or their representative and that you included all the necessary information. If we don't know you, we may contact you or someone else in your office to verify your identity to forward it to our partners, a the cyber and infrastructure security agency, CISA at the department of Homeland security, DHS, they will submit it to the relevant social media platforms for review. They may also share it with relevant federal agencies, be the election integrity partner, Partnership at Stanford University, they will analyze the report to see if it is part of a larger disinformation effort. Three, provide updates. Anytime we receive meaningful information about your case, we'll follow up with you. This can be minutes, hours, or days, depending on the platforms and what they discover. Um, and then we're going back to the thread. The EIP is one of a series of government affiliated think tanks that mass review content, a list that also includes the Atlantic Council's digital forensics. Uh, what? What am I saying? I'm trying to speak. It's been a long time on this episode. Let me try again. Includes the Atlantic Council's digital forensics research laboratory. <sighs> These sound so scary. And the University of Washington's <laughs> Center for Informed Policy. Um, they're just sounding really intense. They're like, we will make sure it's a fair election. We will cheat and we will make sure it is fair. And we need your help to censor people is basically what they were saying. Um, but back to the thread, uh, the wait, which one of these am I on right now? Okay. I'm on this one. Um, the takeaway, what most people think of as the quote unquote deep state is really a tangled collaboration of state agencies, private contractors, and sometimes state funded NGOs. The lines become so blurred as to be meaningless. Um, Twitter 
profiles. Researchers are moving into a variety of new areas now. Watch Barry Weiss, Schellenberger, MD, and this space for more soon. So that was everything from Matt to EB on this Twitter files part six. And as you guys can see, as wild as ever. But the bottom line is clear that the government is working with these private sector um, entities to really corrupt your way of thinking, to corrupt your beliefs into being what they want to curate them into being into so that they can have power and control over you. And then they want to come for the guns. And then they want to make sure that you are staying in your house again for like three plus years. And they just want to control you. And you have a responsibility as a citizen in the free world, which is very quickly headed in not that direction. We're going back to slavery, which you guys always talk about hating, but it's going to be slavery for everyone this time. So I guess if y'all want communism and equality, then it makes sense that you would want slavery because everybody's equal, equally miserable. So avoid all of this. Um, understand that there is a bigger narrative, you know, at hand. You cannot just simply blindly trust these people with your life because that is what you are doing when you do not question things, especially when it comes out all of this and you're just still like, well, it's not that bad. It's not, you don't, it's not that bad to you because you haven't read it. You haven't read it. It's just like everybody who's like, I'm a Marxist. I'm a communist. I'm a socialist. It's like, but you don't know anything about it. So how do you know that you are? You need to research things. You really need to pull yourself out of the matrix. Nobody's coming to pull you out for you. Um, I try to pull you guys out of the matrix. And I think that you just need to understand that, um, you know, ultimately it comes down to personal responsibility, taking accountability for your own brain, um, you know, deprogramming in your mind, the things that they have told you are true. You need to understand that the left doesn't even believe in truth. That's why you all get your own truth. Even though it's just your opinions about things there, they will, um, market things in a way that you think are really great because you're a selfish human being. We all are. But some of us have the courage and the moral integrity to to stand up to it and say, you know what? Yeah, it would be nice to have a personalized truth. It would be nice if I could just be like, yeah, all the bad things I've done in my life. It's just, you know, it's my truth that it's okay. It's okay that I did that because it's my truth that it's okay that I did that. But it's not. And that's even me speaking in my personal life. I have done some terrible things that I'm not proud of. And I would never want anybody to, you know, tell me that that was okay, because that would be a lie. It would be a lie. And I am so sick of liars in the government. I am just so sick of all of the mass lying happening in our world. And, um, you know, it just takes a level of humility to understand that none of us are perfect. We never will be. That is why there is so much beauty in the cross and in Jesus Christ. Him to have taken all of that upon his shoulders and to have died a brutal and embarrassing, humiliating death in front of everybody, um, you know, spitting on him, telling him, oh, you're the son of God. Like, yeah, he was. And he saved our souls. That wasn't that like super kind. Yeah, it was really kind. Um, just understand that if you want to know the truth, then the first place to start is your Bible. And the second place to start is with yourself. And you need to understand that it's just, it's just bigger than your feelings. This is all much, much bigger than just your infantile emotions. And you need to step out of yourself a little bit and understand that there is a bigger game happening here. And they are taking full advantage of all of us really in order 
order to have control over all of us. And, um, you know, whenever the left is always saying, well, you know, we, we live on stolen land. We stole the land from the Native Americans. I have always said, yeah, because they didn't fight hard enough to keep it. Men have always conquered land. They will always do that. Um, and, you know, like the Native Americans could have fought harder. And I mean, people think that that's like harsh, but it's just true. And, um, you know, so I feel the same way about our country right now, though. It, it, like, do we want to fight back hard enough to keep our land? Do we want to do that? Or do we want them to just take over and like take our land and turn it into a communist hellhole? Um, I would rather fight. Like, I would rather go down fighting. And that doesn't mean war and go get on your armor. It just means understand the truth, strive to keep finding it and tell other people about it. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast. So um, we have a few more of the Twitter files to get through. We also have Fauci files to get through. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a long little series that we're doing. But again, it's really important for you guys to have all this information. And I think it's good for you guys to be able to easily share it. Again, you can share this to your Instagram story, your Snapchat story. If you do that, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you can share my podcast all around. You can email the link to your friends and family. If you know that they don't like reading really long things and going through all the screenshots, then they can just listen to me. Listen to me tell you. Um and also, if you guys could give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and anywhere else you can leave reviews for your podcast that you listen to, I would really appreciate that. I love you guys so much. I really appreciate our little community of truth and, you know, everything that we're trying to do to really spread this information around and get people to understand that it is bigger than us. It is bigger than um, than anybody really knows. And all of these people, I think what this shows ultimately is that the government will will work with these private entities, this private sector companies. Um, and, you know, who knows who else? Like the synergy thing that I've been talking about forever is very, very real. And um, why is the FBI wasting their time on these little minor Twitter accounts, you know, and censoring them instead of going after the Epstein pedophiles? It's probably because the FBI is full of pedophiles. And you know why I said that in case any FBI agents are listening? It's because I can. It's because I can. Um, and y'all can try to censor me, but Elon is in charge now at Twitter. And so y'all will have a hard time doing that. And, you know, this is our country. We have to take a stand. Our founding fathers predicted this, that people would come in and try to be tyrants and that we would have to be prepared for that. Um, you know, so just, just, just be prepared. That's all I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to end it. I will see you guys next time. <laughs>